0: You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Hey people, how are you doing? Welcome to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, recorded as always live on the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel. You're listening to The Dulcet Tones of Matt Phillips, creator of OneChat Chat Live. Um, and if you are listening to the podcast and you're enjoying it, well, you do have the chance to come and join us live as it's recorded on YouTube. And it gives you a chance to ask questions to our wonderful guests directly. And in the case of tonight, it would give you a chance to ask questions to our fantastic STA panel who are here because it's the first of the month for our regular Ask Us Anything um, so if you are listening to podcasts, then do please leave a rating. That's great. Really appreciate all the listens, all 3000 and so of them. Um, but if you're thinking I'd like to join us and network and maybe meet some other soft tissue therapists in the UK, that's all you got to do. Just head along to the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel on a Tuesday normally, although next week is Wednesday at eight o'clock. Right, so that's it. That's what we are doing tonight. Like I say, I will bring up the STA panel very shortly um, for tonight's episode. But first of all, obviously, a huge thanks to our guest from last week, who is the wonderful James Earls. Um, A lot of you familiar with James's books and will know his work with Born to Walk and also Born to Move. Some of you may have done some of his great courses and some of you may be excited to hear that him and um, Owen will be Speaking at Therapy Expo in numerous places, including the heavily sought after STA theatre, also Hands-On Hub and also in the main theatres as well. So if you'd like to join us for that, then make sure. I, th- I hate to say it, if you're not an STA member, then you've lost your chance of getting the early bird discount. But it's not too late to become an STA member. And to tell you the truth, what you will spend by becoming an STA member, you will save by your entry to therapy expo i think it's that cheap but anyway yes a thank you to james earls for joining us james gave us a wonderful hour explaining how anatomy as it's taught in a book in 2d on a page is a nice kind of foundation but it really has very little to do with what happens when we've got a human in front of us especially when they start moving out of that anatomical position and start walking and rotating and all these other kind of planes and movements happening with effective gravity and ground force so james spoke about how really at some point maybe even at the beginning we've got to plant anatomy differently in the minds of soft tissue therapists because if you're going by the book you're not going to be able to work out what's going on with this person why potentially they're in pain what you need to do to try and alleviate that pain and so on so it's a great hour you can listen to it on any podcast app of your choice including spotify and you can also, if you want to watch the video, which I recommend, um, head over to YouTube or you could go to the Sports Network Association website, which is the There we go. Right. So people have joined us in the live lounge already. Just going to say hi to a few people. Glenn Murphy is here. How are you doing, Glenn? Thanks for joining us. The great thing about coming along to the show live is that when you do say something, I can bring your name up onto the screen. So you get the network, your logo, like Cecily Hislop has obviously thought a lot about her logo and Facebook at the moment. It's really promoting her business. Um and uh yeah, nice to see you here, Cecily. I believe we've got a question from you later on. Cecily says, listening to some supergrass, how do you all? That's great. We're young. We're free. Um, uh, Glenn Murphy is here. Glenn's listening to some Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's the kind of way we roll in the Sports Therapy Association podcast. Everybody's just chilling out in the background with their theme here. Gary Benson, founder of the STA, is here as well with us. Uh, Gary says, evening all. Ask any questions in the chat that might need my response as I'm back early. from That's weird, Gary. You OK? Everything OK? Uh, but Gary's back uh, so he can join in the background, but not on camera. So that's great to know Gary's in the chat as well. And people are still entering the lounge. So good to see people. Thank you for joining us live, as always. I think it's time. It's time, time, time to bring up tonight's STA panel. So if I get rid of that, we've got wonderful people joining. So I will let them introduce themselves. So in no particular order, I will bring them all up, and I'll give them a chance to, to let you know who they are and what part of the UK they're in. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Hi
1: everyone, Um, I'm Danielle, I'm based in Crawley in West Sussex and I'm a sports
2: therapist.
0: Marvellous, going round the clock, whoever wants to jump in now, feel free.
2: I'm Tim, um, based in Stroud's Gloucestershire, um, soft tissue therapist um, and do lots of pitch side work as well um, as being a cut man in boxing and MMA.
3: I'm Cassie. I'm a sports therapist based in Norwich. Um, predominantly clinic-based um, work inside an osteopath clinic. I've done a bit of pitch-side work in the past, um, and also a little bit of uh, lecturing as well.
4: Uh, hi, I'm Anna Maria Mazzieri. I'm based in beautiful uh, sunny Devon, and I am a soft tissue therapist and also an educator, and uh, and I love dogs. I just wanted to put it there,
0: and and the kind of shout out for the ST school. Obviously, you say just an educator, but it is the ST school, and I'm sure that will be coming up in some of the questions we've had tonight as an educator of soft tissue therapy. So, thanks, people. I think Anna Maria said a lovely thing, as always, to me in our frequent conversations on social media, where the lovely thing about this, in Anna Maria's word, is it's questions put to us by soft tissue therapists and then answered by soft tissue therapists. It's not like we're sitting on a pedestal going, we're going to show you how to do this. And no, not at all. all. All the panel are going to do is share our experience. And some people may have different experiences. Um, the only difference thing about us is, is we're brave enough. Brave is the wrong word. We I don't know what the word is. We love the sound of our voice so much that we're happy to come onto a podcast and talk. Indeed.
4: That... Sometimes I think we are privileged in terms of we, we take you know we we take the opportunities that you know not lucky but um, we're privileged to have been given the opportunities and take the opportunities to 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 be in front and because we like our own voice. That's yeah. the word I was maybe, thinking maybe. of.
0: We are privileged to not have the fear of being on cam. That's true. If you are an STA member and you like the idea of coming on the STA panel, you you might not have done any of these before, but hopefully you will hear that there's nothing professional about tonight's show whatsoever. And all we're doing is just sharing our experience. That's all we're doing. And the fact is, I just, I try and always pick the panel with somebody who's particularly old and then somebody who's particularly young. (laughs) And, you know, I just try and get that diverse kind of experience level there just so we can get a little bit of uh, answers from everybody. So dug my grave with that statement. Anyway, (laughs) right, here we go. So that's the idea. Um, So here's, if you haven't listened to the show before, it's very simple. These are all real questions that have either been sent to me, uh, to Matt at the STA.co.uk during the month, also i grabbed some from the marvelous sports massage training and support group so thank you for the people who put questions there often they're from anonymous people but um i'm using their questions anyway so so what i'm going to do is bring them up on the screen what i'll do guys i'm going to bring up the shortened version and put it on the screen and then i'll read out the actual question which i've got down here in a little crib sheet and then i'll pass it over to you guys to share your experience um in in sharing any knowledge you've got about it so I will now bring up question number one. And the exciting thing is, as always, it's like, would you lie to me? None of our panelists seen this question before. Let's bring it up. Here we go. Right. So the short version is why are so many training providers, not to mention any names, but just big national training providers, outdated in their teachings. The full question, just to put it into some context, which actually came from Cecily Hislop, who's in the house tonight. Cecily, thank you very much for the question. Uh, why are so many training providers, the big training providers, which we kind of all know, um outdated in their teachings? Does it come down to lack of time and money to being up to become updated on the latest evidence, or is it unwillingness and/or laziness? The reason I'm asking is that I've recently signed up for an oncology massage course as my insurers big insurer who we all love uh, will only go by what my training provider big training provider has stated which was i could only treat someone who has been in remission for over five years okay so insurance company is saying you're not allowed to treat somebody unless they have been in remission for over five years which is pretty shocking i think um i want to start with anna maria because i saw your brow And, and your frustration there, as I said that. Um, yeah. So let's stick with that oncology thing for the moment. Let's just clear up first of all. Can we work with somebody who's had cancer, has cancer? What's the deal?
4: Of course. Do you know that one of the recent research shown that um, 96% of people that approached uh, uh, complementary therapies or SPAS that they had cancer, or they were within cancer treatment, so oncology settings, they were refused treatment. This is at the time where actually they are the most need of our touch, and they refused treatment because of, I would call them not industry beliefs, but actually societal beliefs that they've ingrained so much into into our profession that. We, we haven't we don't query about them anymore and that's why it's maintained because the beliefs was that massage or touch was uh, stimulating circulation enough to create a meaningful change and therefore because we didn't know any better there was the thinking that massage might uh, therefore spread cancer we know that is not true because research has got better there is research into it and but that evidence has not yet sipped through clinical practice uh, it takes around 14 years for clinical evidence to to reach practice and so that, that is a problem things are changing and the, the insurance the insurer the insurers will say to you will ensure you according to what your training providers have taught you so unless we change that the knowledge understanding and narrative uh, higher up we we can not change those beliefs
0: so is it a case that depending who you're with as in your professional association that some insurers might say yeah fine you can be insured for that and some might
4: not no, no the professional association but is actually what's in the syllabus of the training provider mm-hmm. so your insurer will insure you according to what you've been trained for so god forbid something happens, you have to demonstrate that you were trained and therefore assessed on the um Uh, objectives on that learning objective so even if if your training provider provides the knowledge then you should be covered with that no i can say actually you're covered for
0: that okay so i mean cecily is actually in here today so cecily if you want to add some information on that because you've actually been told right you're not insured to work with this person or anybody who's been in remission for over five years let's open it up to the other floor um danielle or tim or cassie have you ever had any experience working with somebody who is outside of that five years have you had any problems with insurance if so
2: okay well the, the, the thing that alan really said which i think is really important because you're talking to someone who early on in my career i was a big cpd collector i would go and do every course i could get my hands on and now that I've been doing this for 400 plus years, it feels like um, I've started to realise a high percentage of those courses don't really have the value that I think is needed to make us better therapists. And the one thing that most CPD courses miss is showing um, levels of competency or being assessed. Um it's just a lot of courses you can turn up, and as long as you're there and you paid your money, you're going to get that certificate, mm. which I think yeah puts you on a bit of a sticky wicket. If you're on, you know with the insurance, all you've got is a is a, a certificate to show that you've attended Attendance, a
4: course. Correct.
2: You haven't shown the competency. There's. I'm not saying you have to have an exam because that that would then you know bring in lots of extra costs, but. I think something needs to change. Certainly now, when I look at a course, I want to see something a bit more rigorous. That I, you know, that I feel like it's a, it carries a bit more weight than just something I just turn up and do.
0: Well spoken, Gary. Here, founder of the STA. I mean, balance in, I mean, whoever it was, insurance company going to get a phone call probably now. Actually, Gary's just said I will speak directly to the insurance company about this, as most courses are commercially driven, as there is no actual qualification in oncology massage, and it's not a contraindication to treatment. He then goes on to say, so question your training provider if they tell you outdated narratives. If in doubt, speak to your professional association person. In this case, speak to me, Cecily. So there you go, have a little conversation with Gary.
4: Yes, yes, sorry. One thing that I would like to add, uh, exactly what uh, Gary said, uh, it is not a contraindication. So while you work with somebody without cancer, what you do with your hands is the same that people, that, that, that your, your, your client without cancer, the only thing that which that should be in every course, not for oncology or anything, any, any course from level three up, it's, they are about red flags. So if you know that somebody within oncology settings, i.e. that they are receiving treatment, they risk factors for certain conditions, for certain issues like DVT or so on, might increase or, you know, there are some cautions like because they, they, there is neuropathy, but the, this is something that is not for oncology settings only, that they should, you know, that should be in every, not for any oncology course, that should be in every massage course, we should know that you know like for pregnancy there the is mm-hmm. the race the, the the risk factors for certain certain condition the same in oncology setting that, that's why it's important but in terms of Gary is absolutely right you know you don't need a separate qualification but your insurers will insure you only if your training provider so your main training provider has covered that within the course.
0: So Anna Maria somebody who provides courses um, and they're not one of the big company you I mean, being private, you can kind of guide this syllabus yourself mm-hmm. and change it, which mm-hmm. is a big bonus. Are yes. you saying that if somebody tried to get insurance and you were the provider, there'd be none of these problems?
4: Yes, correct. So uh, we have actually part of our course, uh, we, we call it uh, Special Population, okay? Soft tissue therapy within special population, where we actually cover those... Uh, extra red flags uh, or certain uh, cautions uh, come for a different position for like for pregnancies uh, there's some more comfort things uh, that to do with people that they are in oncology setting people with Parkinson's or people with fibromyalgia and people with in this case um, or, or people pregnant people but we are gonna cover we cover more specifically and more in depth those risk factors because they 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 respond the the type of medication they respond very different to those medications so we just need to be aware and also the fact that somebody that they are receiving treatment and they come to you or they just been finished treatment they come to you and they say i you know i have frozen shoulder and then you know you need to to take that into consideration, and you need to know that that might be a red flag, or so on. So that's uh, that, that that's that's the point. So, but we do it; we cover it. So they go our syllabus, so that they know that that is covered. Even if it, it, it's it's just such a complicated issues, but if more and more we push back, like Emir says, she says she challenged her, uh, she challenged her an uh, insurance company in regards to pregnancy massage and the back down and insure me and this is i know that it took a long time but this is what we need to do we need to we are the ones that are setting the standards so we need to to push back well done Amy.
0: very cool cecily you asked the question um which replies hi all thank you anna maria of hedging there on the head it's just surprising this lack of knowledge is passed on more quickly yeah it does take time i mean the words you used is it lack of time money unwillingness or laziness i think if you had to pick one of those adjectives or two of them or two of the reasons there i suppose it is a financial thing isn't it for changing the whole syllabus it's a diseconomy of scale of being such a large organization um it's difficult so so please
4: please stop me okay absolutely stop me from um stay my uh, overstay my welcome but it is a really complex it's a little bit all of it and and gary will know this from very very well it's all of it but it's also we need to understand where our industry come from so physiotherapy is always been a medical um based training So for them, evidence-based practice was part of the vocabulary. We weren't. We were, we are vocational. And vocational means that your tutors might have been preferred to have had a degree, but your tutors, they just in vocational training. They just need to be good practitioners that pass over the knowledge of the training. The problem is that we are moving away from that we are moving away from going from a leisure perspective more towards clinical mm-hmm. settings. So we need to take on those responsibilities mm-hmm. of medical care or healthcare, sorry, not medical care, of healthcare. And so we are in that transitionary time where actually we are we have to change, and that's why we are getting mm-hmm. into evidence-based practice and we are understanding a little bit more. About, until now it's just because the history of of our profession i think we were never um was never part of our vocabulary but now yeah. that it is it has to be much quicker
0: we were never supposed to get this good were we We're just supposed to just be, yeah, we're just supposed to be rubbing people and make them happy. That was it. Don't start stopping, you know, thinking about how it works. Don't start thinking about what you're doing. Yeah, we, we got to a bit too clever, but yeah. So the common answer then, I think to anybody listening to this, if it has come a shock, like what I can massage people with cancer, then just this is why it's useful to belong to a reputable professional association and you can talk to people because you won't have all the answers. And sometimes the information you've been given might be wrong. It's a confusing world out there. So. Talk to people. okay. Um, obviously, with the STA, you've got Gary, you've got other mentors. You can send in questions like this. And that's that's why it's useful. That's why you're paying the money. That's why you're paying your annual membership to get answers like this. They can then contact the insurance company and together we can change the world. Let's go on to question two on the screen agenda. Q&A. Let's bring something else up. Here we go. Right. The short version. Recommendations on website integrated booking systems that capture card payments. I am fed up of no shows. So this was a question which basically said um, I'm fed up of no shows. I really don't want to go down taking deposits, which my current booking system only allows. Currently with Amelia, I'm looking into Power Diary, Clinic Sense and just spoke with Bagaro. Um This was a question from the Sports Massage Training and Support Group. Yeah. So the problem with no shows, I'm sure you've all been through it. Anybody found any interesting solutions?
3: I mean, the on, online booking does solve the issue. Um, I think since I, um, obviously, I use um, Sports Injury Fix, obviously, I know Tim now runs that alongside his other businesses. It has its problems, which he is well aware of, but that's what he's um, inherited um, from the previous owners. But for me, as a sole therapist, it works it's it's uncomplicated um but since i started using that post covid to basically make everything paperless i've probably had two no-shows but because they paid they they i still got their money but um it def- definitely does stop it but with um sports injury fix how it works now i don't have the card payment option turned on because the stripe function how you got your money just all went a little bit weird um but when the previous guys um had it they linked in with a company called cresco which is a open banking platform which essentially when people click on it it um it's a back transaction um all um underwritten or, or approved by the fcf whoever the financial people are so it's all accredited and what have you um and it's an instant payment and there's still no fee for that. Um, but say that works for me. It, it depends on the, um, yeah, the practitioner, if you've got, if it's just you, whether you run classes, whether you just run clinic appointments, etc. cetera. Um, I can't comment on any of the others. I know when we thought SIF was going to go, um, everyone panicked a little bit. And uh, thanks to Tim, it didn't. But everyone used to go on about go, But again, I, I don't know personally um the good and bad things about about that
0: so do you get you get full payment before then do you cassie
3: yeah yeah okay so
0: there's With, no question if they don't show then do you explain that if they don't show that the whole money will go or do you say
3: they don't turn up you never hear from them They're, i think literally in to so what we now three and a half years post covid i've had yeah two people not right. show okay. up and then they say page. i try and contact them and I, I never hear from them but people don't they don't have to, if people choose to book online um then yes they pay up front i think there are depending on your membership options with i just have the basic ones that they have to pay the full amount i think if you have a higher membership you can ask for say 50 percent rather than okay. the full amount um and but if people message me or if i often book people in post appointment i can pop them in and then they just pay on the they pay on the day as normal with cash or card but it definitely is a good option for those new clients who i mean like i you know a lot of people go online and book things if i go and book a restaurant i'll always go online and probably do it because you can match your diary and what mm-hmm. have you and it's it's quick and it's it's done and um for that new client option who you essentially would have no way of getting in touch with if they, they say if they just emailed you to book and they didn't turn up you've got no comeback really because you can't kind of chase them for money but all of the, the new clients that book online in advance yeah they've they paid and they 99 percent of the time turn up
0: fantastic good stuff um danielle any problems with no shows did you find a uh, so?
3: last week seemed to be the week of
1: no shows <laughs> um i think it's school holidays um I spoke to um, a few other local clinics and they were they were saying exactly the same thing. I think it's just where it's all a bit chaos um, when the kids break up. Um, so, I mean, I have online bookings. I think I, I, I as you guys know, I love it. Um, it frees up my time massively. Um, it means I don't have that back and forth with people who literally just message me. Can I book an appointment? You're like, for what? Um, <laughs> and when? <laughs> uh who are you <laughs> even so yeah i really like online bookings um yeah with regards to no shows i i personally like to take payments when they come in um but i definitely see there is a a really good place for people to pay up front um like i i kind of think that's a personal choice more than anything um with regards to people ghosting me which i think is what most people are worried about like cuz if people cancel there's a, so I kind of work it case by case because I don't want to equally upset people and then they never come back um but uh yeah in regards to ghosting like where people just disappear off the face of the planet and then you never hear from them again it is super rare like really rare like nine at ten times um if you text so I text people five minutes into their appointment if they're not there saying hey you still come in you're booked in at this time and i probably 9.9 times out of 10 they will be like oh i'm sorry (laughs) um i should be there or i'm running late or yeah i mean they will contact you um and i think it's really important it's it's annoying don't get me wrong especially when you have a busy week and you've had people who could have booked in um but yeah i think you've got to be very careful as well how you word things you can't chase people like cassie said um because you you can be harassing (laughs) Um, but uh, it is sometimes worth just messaging people saying I am a small business and just be honest and be like uh, no shows cost me money that I could have given to someone else and like be polite about it Um, don't be don't be harsh like bite your tongue a little bit and just be super nice and it slightly guilt trips them but it, it stops that happening and quite frankly if people don't show if I have like I think I give them two times to do it, and then I just get rid because you know what—that person's now costing me money. They're not worth—they're um, not worth even being on my books. Um, so tough love.
0: Okay, fine. So we've got Cassie who's taking the money beforehand. So if they don't come, they lose the money. Danny, you're taking the money when they arrive. Mm-hmm. and and then having a conversation with them if they monkey around a bit and case by case yeah. and both of it works for you so maybe it does depend on the practice and the relationship you have with your clients so it's kind of one each here so tim isn't they gonna now jump in and and take the pendulum one way or the other tim what do you do
2: no no um, most of my work now i very rarely do any sort of private one-to-one work um all my work is is clinic um pitch side based
0: oh okay or, yes yeah, right. or
2: event work so I don't. I, I can see the argument for both sides, mm. um, and I think the the key thing is it comes down to that relationship with the client. Mm. If, if you've got one, if you've got one, it's easy. If they're a new patient and they're messing you around, it's it's difficult because you don't know them. You don't know how they're going to react. Um, Great, right. but yeah, you've okay. got to look after yourself.
0: Definitely cool. Right, look, um, this is a nice time to bring up um somebody who's joining us who we definitely want to join us so i'm going to bring him up now mark povey education rehabilitation instructor which is what eri stands for in case you needed to google it yeah so there you go mark povey is with us and what Povey's yeah. on the screen thanks for joining us no problems i've already introduced you to the listeners as education rehabilitation instructor um but you work with a lot of rugby yes is that fair to say
5: a lot of rugby um i'm now working with a helping someone out in Fleetlands in Gosport so okay. football wise uh yes so um it's a stop that a stop gap until they can get a therapist on board you, oh, so right. I'm, I'm helping out did you but say main, well, football main, yes football and rugby all oh, right is that
0: the first yeah. time with football or
5: uh, no 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 no, uh, no I've been I, I've been with lots of football clubs oh, okay. so I, I've been with Oxford City Willstone FC Hartley Whitney, Soresby FC. Oh, uh, no, I uh, do Now we're So, um, yeah, Soresby, yes, was uh, difficult, but uh, yeah, good luck to him. Good luck to him.
0: Brilliant. Well, thanks for joining us anyway. So, we're going to move on to question three now. It says, Are there any legal prerequisites? It's kind of tied in with the last question. Are there any legal prerequisites for taking payment, pre payments for bookings? Um, and the expansion of that question was um you just bring it up do we need to contact our bank do we need to contact anyone else and it's from penny who you all know is penny Demoss of soma sports massage therapy
5: i would say no i i i, I use a a certain app that um that can take payment straight away
0: I do share uh, the name
5: the, um it's sif health uh so and then that that, that can take payment, but I can take payment on the day as well. So I go for payment on the day. So there's no legal requirement whatsoever. Uh, whether you can, uh, can I say, trust the client to pay on the day. Uh, do they take your backs details? Um, or with the app, with Sith, they, they can pay straight away, but there is a, um, a requirement that they, pay, they take a couple of percentages out of it. Okay. um there's no legal requirement don't let your bank know whatsoever as long as you're actually recording it uh through your bank statements through your accountant uh, if you're self-employed um that's the way ahead um but there's no legal requirements to let the bank know I think okay. personally. But Definitive I, I, answer. Thank yeah. you. Like
3: you say, it's more of a tax yeah. thing, isn't it? It's more of a just making sure your accounts are up to date and you can. Yeah, absolutely, no. as well. You just, you yeah, just download fun. the reports for each transaction. So. But t- t- um, totally
5: agree. Um, totally agree. My, my account, I have to produce 12 months' bank statements. So mm. I have to let them know I have a business account. So they see everything that comes in. Also, I would say if you're taking cash, make sure you actually. Put that in as well.
0: Fantastic, Gary's jumped in here um, with some information. Gary Benson, founder of the STA, he says prepayment for services is widely accepted. Your chosen pay, your chosen payment portal is regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority to give the consumer protection. There you go Penny. Don't need to worry about that particular aspect of your business, Penny. So you can move on down the list to the next one. Look at Lanaro's dog there. How beautiful! <laughs> right, I'm pretty sure we can happily move on to question four. There now, Penny's mind is at ease. Is, I've noticed you're not here tonight, Penny. So um we're talking about that later on. But anyway, let's move on to the next question. And there, which is going to be question four. Oh, this, I like this one. Let's have a look. Right. So on the screen for people listening to the podcast, after a session, do you book your client in right away for their next session? <clears throat> I love this sort of question because I've, as a younger therapist, which I was once a long time ago, that was something which really bugged me, particularly as I jumped quite early on to the evidence informed thing where I was like, you don't need me. Go forth. Don't come back. You don't need me. And wondering why I wasn't making it. It wasn't a very good business model. And actually, I found out later that people did need me and they wanted to come back. They wanted me to actually guide them. They were happy to come back. And they didn't appreciate me saying, no, 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 don't book in. You don't need me. I'm being evidence informed. Clapping myself on the back. But um. so, yeah, I love this sort of question because a lot of therapists do worry about this now, especially if they're reading <clears throat> social media saying, you know, you have to Give clients their you know responsibility for themselves and let them become self-sufficient and try to minimise the number of sessions which they're coming unnecessarily. So, yeah, how do you deal with booking clients in?
3: I think it depends what they've come in for. So if so, I will deal with people with acute injuries, chronic injuries, um, not even necessarily an injury at all. They might just be going, Oh, I want to get a bit more mobile, etc. So, um, I. It, yeah, so if it's, uh, for instance, recently, one of the girls I play netball with had a quite a serious grade two calf strain. So that had to be dealt with a little bit more, um, you know, to do with the exercises and the um, reaction to that. So it was managed in that sense. And we would check in each week. Um, but someone who's looking for a bit more remedial work, they often say, oh, how often, you know, would you recommend? Because they've not necessarily got anything wrong, um they just want um they're aware they're an active person they want to be a little bit more mobile um and i just use my own example so i myself will have a bit of soft tissue treatment every four to six weeks unless i've got some kind of injury touch wood somewhere um, do
0: you think so i'd interrupt but do you think potentially that makes them think right well in that case i'm not going to book in for another four to six weeks when exactly. really inside they were thinking oh, i'd love to come next week so i really enjoyed that hour
3: yeah it's, I think it. it's I, I, again, I think I'm very much. I'm, that's probably why I'm not a very um, busy uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, wealthy therapist. But um, so I think on the, the expansion of that question was, you know, how do you keep regular customers? Mm. Um, and you know, I'm still in business 13 years later, so I must be doing a, a fairly decent job. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm just honest with people, I guess. And sometimes that works in your favour. Sometimes it it doesn't, I guess. But I I wouldn't ever go down the route. Of, <laughs>
0: so clever. That's Anna Maria's dog. She, she pinches it somewhere I'm not allowed to say when she wants to have a... Go on then, Anna Maria. What do you want to say? So to you know
4: know say I, am, I am so sorry. In fact, I, I just I just unmuted. So apologies if the dogs uh, um, are going to bark. Um, this is such an interesting question because it often comes up onto the forums. Uh, it's... Being an evidence-based practitioner does not mean the clients do not come back to you. Mm. Sometimes we need to give clients permission to feel okay to come back to us because they enjoy the experience of the massage, the experience of the movement, the experience of coming back to us. So to the question after a session, do you book your client in right away for the next session? uh, We ask the clients... It's always, to me, it's always client-led. And when, let's say, you know, somebody's coming in for lower back treatment um, because they have an episode of lower back pain and I might do sessions, you know, different sessions, um, you know, maybe once a week to see how are they getting on, but always we discuss if the client is happy with it. But when they finish that treatment plan, after a few sessions, I say to them, look, People do find it quite enjoyable to come in for massage. For you know, every now and again, we can go through some uh, um, looking at your range of motion or some movement to expose you to movement that you would not normally do. You whatever your your, your treatment is like, whatever your your intervention is like, and then there you give them the opportunity. To say, Actually, it is okay. You know, I quite I quite enjoy coming back. Brilliant. You don't need to say, oh, you need to come back for maintenance. You can just come back because it's so pleasurable and pleasant and lovely having to lie on the couch or discussing things with us or moving with us. The experience of the the treatment in itself, uh, of the appointment, that should be good enough for, for people to say, you know, it is okay to come in. This is, this is one of the problems In is great to say, we do not give enough importance to care in our field. We just wait to encourage people to come to us when they're injured. Actually, we have the privilege to be able to massage people and that's what provides the extra. If you enjoy massaging, people will come back because they enjoy the massage.
5: Give them the answer. Yeah, give them the option. Gotcha. Yeah. So Danielle, yeah, you're I'm a business owner,
0: Danielle. I mean it's because you've got a business, it's expanding, it's getting huge, people. You need to check out <laughs> the Body Health gatwick it's actually a clinic room up for rent with There's three free plug. parking spaces. <laughs> and check out um yeah, I I Facebooked it recently, but if you are looking for a room in uh well, we're Crawley, isn't it? Then, yeah, we've got the room for you. Boy, have we got the room for you. But anyway, yeah. So you're building. I've seen you doing your woodwork and getting kind of reception covers and things and all sort with your logo on the yeah. front. It's been amazing. It's been I'm great. a
1: jack-of-all-trades. You're even days.
0: living in what I can only describe for podcast listeners as a bit of a pigsty in your house because you're having rehabilitation. No, I'm joking. But you're having loads of work right. done. So, I mean, that's a really important question for you, isn't it? When clients kind of say, do I need to come back again next week? What do you do? Yes.
1: Yes, <laughs> um, <wish> you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, no, like I, I think Anna Maria kind of hit the nail on the head to be honest. Like it is just just ask them at the end of the session, would you like to come back? Um they either say yes or or no. Like it's What racing. about they
0: say, What do you think? I mean, because this is part of the people thing we do. They trust us, don't they? They kind yeah, of like yeah. that relationship. So they say, What do you think? How do you continue that conversation?
1: So I do get because I, I work with a lot of sports people as well, and um I do get the question how often should I come back, especially on their first visit as well. Um, I personally like to like a little bit, play it person to person on who I'm speaking to. Cause you know, like some people, this is a treat, do you know what I mean? It makes them feel fantastic and some people need it. Um, so uh, I kind of play it by ear of if they're a bit more leisurely or not active, then maybe once a month is a great like period. Um, if they're like a proper fitness fanatic, then, you know, maybe once a week might be what they need. Um, but I appreciate also that cost can come into it. Um, you can also use like things like block booking to help people with that, especially if someone comes back a second time. I really do like to push the block bookings because I'm like, well, you you kind of like it. So, you know, do you want to buy a block? It will save you some money. Um, but I do think you should always ask the question um, at the end of the session um would you like to come back I personally have a rule of his first visit for a safe sports massage that I encourage them to wait a couple of weeks before doing any other modality before doing anything else and then after that two weeks they can do what they like they can come every week if they really want to and stuff but I really am a big believer of let things settle use today as ground zero um don't go to the osteo three days later because you don't know what's working, um, and yeah, and I think two weeks is a really good time to see if things start creeping back up again, um, or if you feel okay. You know, they uh, I spoke to someone today about it actually, and um, they asked me the same question. I said, well, you know, if you realise by four weeks that um, it's starting to creep up, and you kind of want to, you know, maybe booking every three weeks and before it becomes That's an good. issue. But um, but yeah, it, I, I, as from a business perspective, ask.
0: Mm-hmm. And then oh, that's oh, interesting. Oh, so the two week thing, do you do you then contact them? Because it sounds like your plan will work as long as you're then careful to make sure you're logging it and contacting them and reminding yeah, I mean, them. I always,
3: I've literally, my I still have a paper diary as well as an online diary. Can't ever get rid of it. So if someone's a new client or even an existing client's come in with something different if it's for a particular thing, in two weeks' time, I write a note on the diary to say, check in with, and I literally will follow up with every single client mm. two weeks later, um, or via email or a text, you know, they will always have that that follow-up regardless, and that's that's just what I've done. That is best
4: practice, well really done. done, that is so, so good. That shows care. Yeah,
3: you know, they, nice. they may not reply, you know, it's always with you if you've got any questions or if you feel you need further, but the, the prompt has been there, and, Wonder. you know, Um, it's it's really funny
0: because i know that i soft tissue therapists generally are pretty nice people okay i've said this a lot of times we've got empathy we're in this because we're not really looking to make millions we just like the idea of making people feel good and hearing that word thank you you know as opposed to here's your bonus which other professions would give you so i think often there is that kind of sensation of i don't want to bother them and i don't want to pick up the phone i don't want them to think i'm just trying to get their business but it's amazing how many times they will go oh i'm so glad you called i've been so yeah. busy you know and and every time that happens hopefully it just builds up your confidence realizing that like you said so beautifully early on anemia you're giving them permission to come in you know they've got busy lifestyle so that call is so important if you're a younger therapist and you're worried about picking up the phone because i was terrible at work i was a nightmare for my boss um but then you know it wasn't my business but if you have got a business and you're trying to make that business model work, it's all about picking the phone up. How's it going? Yeah, I'm just going to see how you are. Oh, you want to book in again? Oh, great. If you don't call, history, not gonna happen. You know, they're gonna think that you don't like them or something. So. In
4: fact, I would say that if you call, it's them saying to you, please, can I book Can I book an appointment in? If you show confidence and care, what, if the therapeutic alliance has been established, they will know that you're calling because you, you care. Exactly, if there's result. not been established, you know, they will not rebook anyway. And it's not something, you know, that your treatment will not have a positive outcomes anyway. So allow nice, to
0: Nice. Nice. Honesty. Was that who is that? Mark.
2: That was that was me. No, Tim. Just just be just being honest with what's being what you're facing in front of you. You know, if yeah. you've got an ACL early stage, you know that's gonna need a lot of work. You know, but if you explain whatever the injury is or um, the, the pain mechanics if you if you lay out this is what I think will happen and just show those honest cards you'll get, you, you always get huge buy in
5: yeah, if you get the, get the subjective assessment out first that 's what I yeah. tend to do and gain the history of what 's going mm-hmm. on and you will gain confidence from that client i 've got that at the moment, so I use the subjective assessment so I know where i 'm going and what I need to do. So that's it's a good way ahead as well. And you're quite and right. From, you're make, yeah. Sorry, carry and,
2: on. And from that, the, the the greatest thing that I I've had over the years from my clinic work is, and this has happened more times than I can remember, is a client has always said, "You're the first person who's listened."
5: And no, no, totally, totally, agree. So, and that's, so and that's the talk. most
2: important yeah. thing. They tell they definitely. tell you what's wrong. You just got to write yeah. it down.
3: Yeah,
0: definitely. Lovely.
2: And then the, worst... the, the, the the mantra I live by, and this has got me in trouble before, so I'm sorry if I offend anyone. Um, oh,
0: do you want to run it by me first in private, Tim or <laughs> <Go on then. laughs> Say it out loud. What's the worst gonna uh, happen?
2: It's it's healthcare, not wealth care.
0: Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah healthcare, you know, not wealth we, care. Good we t-shirt. should be
2: about putting uh people's health as a priority, and not the wealth care side of it, which is the business part, which is why I will never ever be a millionaire.
0: Yeah because it does pay to pathologize it's true it's the back of the t-shirt yeah you to decide which one you're going to wear anyway great answers people i want to move on to question five which is kind of now we're talking about business and models and stuff this was an interesting question i'm interested to see what you all do um, and what's worked for you and what hasn't so let me bring up question five on here now mm-hmm. Quite a big area, but I'm keen to hear what your experience is, people. So for people listening to the podcast, the question is, Google and Facebook paid advertising, paid advertising. What's the best strategy? Okay, as if there was one best strategy. But, yeah, what's your experience, people, in using Google, search words, Facebook? In, what do we got? In,
2: in such a fastly paced change in industry, I don't think you can go wrong with paying someone to do it for you who knows exactly what they're doing personally okay. it's, it's, a, it's a platform that changes so much in the way the algorithms work and it's not as easy as it used to be you know where you could do your little target audience and get get your advert out i i think that's something but you've got this, this you know people might not be able to afford to pay for someone to do it but if you want that big return on investment I think sometimes paying someone to do it, he knows exactly what they're doing. Who would you
1: well. um, use, Tim? Like, how would you find someone?
2: Oh, there's millions of people who just it is their job to run social media accounts.
3: Yeah, you'll find like but, people who build websites, SEO optimizers. They yeah, will use all yeah, of but
4: that. they're not. Oh, they're not necessarily um, social media. You have to look for social media management because it's a little bit different, and. Uh, you have to look what your big ticket item is. It's actually just doing a boost. Don't spend the money. Don't spend the money doing it. Like Tim said, you get somebody who knows what they're doing. But to get somebody who knows what they're doing, therefore they have to be on the system all the time. It is an expensive uh, strategy. Therefore, my question (laughs) is, for a school like mine, my you know it is worthy because one per you know one person enrolling onto a course. But for your clinic, is uh, Facebook marketing the best strategy to use? Mm. Are the best money put when your profit margin? How many clients would you have to do to just cover the cost mm. and then to start making the profit? Or could you invest that into doing outreach programs? I, I am a, such a strong believer of going to your local centers, like your local, um, let's say, gym, your local doctor surgery, and do talks. Do talks about pain, do talks about osteoarthritis. Do talks, you know, and do those type of outreach programs, invest money like that. Because what Facebook for a clinic, unless you're running a big clinic for, you know, if you are a one person clinic, I if you do the calculations, the profit margin is not going to allow you to to recover the money. By the time you recover the money, you know, you, you run yourself to the ground.
3: Hmm. So I, I don't I don't use either. Um, yeah, yeah, I, have don't. I have Facebook and Instagram accounts I post invariably I share more stuff probably than my own but again it all comes down to what time you've got but like Tim said if you want it you know I, I got over the fact that I couldn't be bothered for it to you know people, oh, post every day do this do this post, post certain times of the day. I got over that um, anxiety and just went I'll post when I can post my main job is being a therapist um, if I have something if, if, you know and sometimes I think um, I think it was Mike uh, his name's gone Welsh guy James, um, James, James, James. that be the worst one. Yeah, you know, yeah. he said often he'll when he posts his content, it will be because of someone that something that's come up during the day, or you know, sort of oh, actually, I'll post about that. That's actually quite interesting, or or what have you. I don't I don't have a schedule or anything. My website has been built by people who know how to build websites. They've done all the Google um, the words and um, keywords and that kind of stuff. So they look after that. Um, but other than that, it's just. Yeah, so, how do you great. think,
0: Cassie? You've been in the business for thirteen years. You said earlier on, what do you think has been the main contributor to you having regular or new clients to keeping that momentum going?
3: I'm obviously just really good at what I do. No, I'm- <laughs> um, I, I, I would like to think it's um, personality. Um, the way do you I do, I is am. it all?
0: Do you get out of your clinic? Have you done some of the stuff like networking and going down to clubs? Have you so, been through that process as well, or is it just?
3: Based on That's word math maybe of mouth, people like come see. Really, you. really early on, like when you're setting a business up, you, you know, you do everything that you think is worthwhile, and then you realise actually that there's not many, you know, things like your B and I breakfast again are an expensive thing to do, and the return is not brilliant. Um, but actually, it was more. I like think because I'm um, a I say a sports person, I'm an active person, you know. So you, you know, I've played netball, so the netballing community in Norwich is fairly big. I've worked in football you know semi-pro football for many years so again you have the con so it ends up just being more of that ripple effect because of the communities and the industries you've worked in you know lecturing at the local college you know people know you through that um i've run a bit a lot of clients are runners so then again it's i would say most of the clients i get are either because people have just googled clinics near me um and because the website is good or what have you is obviously doing its job and then it it, it is just more of a I think most of my business percentage wise is referrals um, mm. and recommendations. So. so, you
0: are out there quite a lot. You said you do a bit of lecturing, you're maybe running club or something, you're netball. So, you're kind of moving in different communities, which is kind yes. of you're doing it without trying in a way because you're active. So, yeah.
3: yeah.
4: Matt, can I add? Cassie mm. touched on something excellent. Uh, one of the best things that lots of therapists do not have is Google My Business.
2: Just um, get yeah. on to get yeah.
4: onto google my business that yeah. will bring you more mm. than uh, you know so yes well done for mentioning that cassie that would bring you more than any facebook paid
3: advertising uh, uh, And no, also, with, yeah as well <laughs> yeah and client was,
0: reviews yeah, yeah it kind of ties into the other question but yeah client reviews i mean mm. we we still live in an age despite the changes we anyone who uses amazon for example you buy based on what the people in that you know, we read all the reviews. There's going to be a few which we think that's not real, but if most people in there are saying, "Yeah, it's good," you click the button, don't you? Yeah, that's you know, it's the way you buy. We're the same.
4: The couple of a th- couple of things are really, you know, really good. One, get your website right. That is way more important than social media, and nurture your database. Remember, it's much easier to nurture the clients you have that engage new clients. So, you know, a blog every, you know, six to eight weeks, that will go so much more than Facebook advertising. And I also say, but it might be, we, in my clinic, we see different people from, you know, different, very different. But we always say that Facebook, and we tried it, we tested it, it's not where our market come from there is no return of investment from that spend you definitely spend your time in different ways
0: that's interesting yeah look after people you've got mm. um, yeah well, much better. always trying to find i like that yeah very yeah. good and maria very good <laughs> mark you look. you're about to add something
5: no Was i'm not it, actually I'm, I, I totally agree what well, well, am has just said and obviously the other um guys on here as well just um just really you know uh advertise I, I use i i use instagram um i use facebook i use twitter as i called it um yeah i'd rather not call it x um, um yeah so i tend to gain that way but I put mostly my own content on um i do take photos with permission etc cetera, etc cetera, players or other therapists and I do gain more business that way as well. But it is word of mouth at the end of the day. That's the way I look at it. Uh, I am quite um, lucky where I am with my clinic in Salisbury that the procedure is that is word of mouth as much mm-hmm. as the uh, clinic um, as it advertises me as well. So um, I don't go for you know <clears throat> for anyone go to a company say can you help me X Y and Z. I get more confidence doing it my, on myself and. I have gained a lot of clients that way as well. But obviously with football and rugby, it's taken most of the time up um, pitch side. Um, it does take it ahead of a lot, but I do obviously uh, gain a lot of clients otherwise. Uh,
0: yeah. So as always, a lot of it depends, doesn't it? If you're just trying to that, get people from yeah. your own village and town, then obviously mm-hmm. getting out there, getting local. Dah, 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 yeah. dah. But if you're looking nationally or internationally, if you've got that sort of business, then the website suddenly becomes really important. Like most of my clients now are not, we're talking off air, not from the UK. They're from abroad. And I do consultation work online with them and they've approached me because of the website more than anything. So that's where my efforts kind of go. So therefore I need to advertise my website, keep it current and blah, 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 blah. But literally, I think a lot of people out there are probably, you're just trying to get the people who live within a drive or even shorter to your clinic a lot of the time. You know, and there's a lot of untapped resources. So it might not be worth spending too much money on these national kind of Google and Facebook advertisers. Yeah. Although, I mean, I can't remember who it has said. One great thing about Facebook, I can't remember if it was Tim Allardyce. Maybe it could be the great Tim Allardyce. But, yeah, one thing on Facebook which is worth doing is is the is the local community groups in facebook don't go in there straight away going hey i'm your soft tissue therapist who's gonna look after all of you just be yourself get in there add to some of the discussions and then just let it drip through that that's what you do because there you are i mean people in communities love using facebook communities to talk about Know, what's happening at the local co-op and kids nicking stuff and there's a lot of your local market using that now so
4: my, you're absolutely again another hit uh, the nail in the whatever you hit nail, the nail. in the head thank always. you very much yeah, yeah. <laughs> because actually in my community group i very rarely when they say so oh, the best master i very rarely say myself or oh, mm. come to the clinic but if somebody says oh i have a knee problem I engage in the conversation. I engage in different conversation. Let other people say, Go to you know yeah, yeah, the yeah. clinic or go to team or go to that. Okay. Just be a good you know, person within the community, that will speak volumes.
0: But that's where you're, because if if someone's in a conversation, they say something, the first thing you do is look at their profile and have a look at a picture of their family and work out where they live and that sort of stuff. But that's where you need to have your website in your Facebook profile. So if they do think, oh, who's this person? Oh, they're a therapist. That's nice they didn't actually say that. Click on the website. Are they going to see something which is easy for them to book, something which is... You know, going to make that choice or are they going to see something a bit unprofessional with spelling mistakes that looks a bit oh no forget about that so it's being clever isn't it it's being subtle but making sure that if someone does click on that link they're going to be blown away by what you're seeing so Mm -hmm.
5: i'm I'm quite lucky within working in a gym environment that i i I, i've introduced a quick slot so i get people approaching me in the gym i got this issue said look you know i can give you 10 minutes it's going to cost you x y and z So, they come straight in, and I can see them straight away, and then I can advise from there, and then they book another appointment. So um, the quick slot is good. It could be ten minutes, which I use. Nice idea. Gain it, gain it from there. See what the issue is. Say, look, you know, let's see where we go from here. I advise X, Y, and Z.
4: People buy from people. People buy from people. That's why present yourself in front of them. So much better. It's better time spent in deciding what is your ideal client yeah. and then go and look where your ideal client is and mm. present yourself onto there. you Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
5: absolutely.
0: Very nice. Right, people. Look, it's 9.06. That kind of zoom by as always. Um, fantastic. Thank you very much for all your time and answers. And if you're listening to the podcast and you enjoyed what you heard, just to let you know, just going around again, we've got Danielle Peters who um is based in crawley yes danielle yes and uh for people who'd like to contact you or follow what you're doing best place to see what you're up to where would that be
1: uh the social medias insta and facebook is body health gatwick
0: there you go body health gatwick and their website uh body health clinic isn't it dot co.uk
2: yeah that's a shame on
5: it I, I know it so will change mad. it will change it's because
1: it's changed names <laughs>
0: hey so, if okay. elon musk can get x.com i'm sure you can get somehow it will happen. Health, well done great so that's where you are um and that goes obviously for the reason for this is not just for clients you might have people who want to see our professionals on the panel for for assistance with some kind of injury or pain but it might just be again just to have a chat Ten with somebody person. who's in the know yeah could yeah. be a fellow professionals we all talk now thanks to the pandemic we all talk to yeah. each other we share ideas yeah. so um all the people have said that they're happy to be contacted 24 hours whenever you like um by going to their social oh, media that. That'd be you we'll up. put phone numbers in the links as well <laughs> right so that's daniel thanks daniel crawley based uh, tim where are you
2: based uh Stroud, gloucestershire
0: there you go tim greek and if people want to follow you and what you're up to where should they go to Um uh,
2: the only socials i've got are. Um, for my cut man work which is only instagram um squared circle uh squared circle services okay um, fine. everything else is just is is um stuff i do for private schools which i can't promote for obvious reasons
0: okay fine well we'll make sure the link to that goes into yeah. the uh show notes as well and where do people find you
2: i don't
4: know i think you probably know it better than i do <laughs> <laughs> I usually found I usually found behind the glass of red wine. <laughs>
5: <Behind your> glasses, <laughs> I'm coming down, I am <laughs> Brilliant, uh fantastic. you can
4: find me at um the stschool.co.uk This is our website, do please visit it. And but on uh, Facebook, you find me on Facebook as uh, yeah. the ST School and uh, Instagram at Think is the SD school. The SD school—that's really good. <laughs>
0: yes, I'm yes, really yes. impressed that you've managed to get that name across the board. That's really very, Thank very you. good work. Yes. And if people want to see personal snaps of Anna Maria, then go to am underscore um on Twitter. Um and yeah, that's where you want to go. If you want some personal stuff with Anna Maria Massieri, then that's fine. That's that one there, just in case you do want to give that one out. Great. So that's Anna Maria. Cassie, people want to find you. You you've got it sorted as well, haven't you? CJW Sports Therapy. Yes, mainly on Instagram? Uh
3: it pretty much covers the across the board though, so it's my name on Facebook, Instagram and the website as well. Brilliant.
0: And you're based in what part of the country?
3: Norwich, so East Anglia. In Norwich, yeah, yeah like Fantastic.
0: East. Thank you very much. And then last but not least, Mark, where are you based?
5: salisbury in wiltshire
0: and you if people want I, to follow what i do or do you keep yourself to yourself
5: no i i i'm on instagram i'm on fb uh, i'm on twitter um, not x um yeah that's <laughs> what mark yeah, <laughs> get, rehab it... clinic. oh there you go we'll make sure rehab clinic is, it's just all the same so keep it keep it keep it keep
0: nice we'll put all these links into the show notes then um for our listeners great thank you people um i have to say be... humble
5: apologies for being late i, I do apologize. long long head admiral kept me at work so i need to have a chat with her i do apologize don't
0: worry mark that's fine i just pleased you made it in the end don't worry right so guys um Important to listen to the podcast. We won't be here next Tuesday. We're going to be here next Wednesday, so August the 9th. I'm very excited to say that our guest is going to be David Jackson, known as David Jacko Jackson, who some of you might know as an ex-professional rugby player for Nottingham, who back in two thir- 2013 had to suddenly retire due to well, what was actually consecutive head injuries, but it was one in particular which oh, meant he can't play anymore. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So since then, he did retrain as a strength and conditioning coach, got into calisthenics in a big way, rather famous for his flag, body flag. Um, he tried to go for the world record once, um, but also he became a master instructor with the Oxygen Advantage and he founded Pro Breathwork. And our hour with Jacko is going to be all about that, the connection between breathing techniques and head trauma um, and also for general performance. He's very heavily into that. He's a very evidence informed individual. Um, and also just one of these crazy guys who does amazing things with his body, going up and down Snowden nine times and stuff for charities and all sorts. It's an incredible individual. I recommend you all come along. And also, when I mentioned rugby, obviously Keith Burnett.
2: Actually, oh, I yes. knocked on his door. Got Keith got Burnett man, is going Keith.
0: to be co-hosting with us. So Keith's going to be coming with us. Uh, if you're in the STA, you're bound to know Keith, although you might not recognize him because he shaved his beard off again. Uh, who does that? Uh, but Keith is a lecturer in sports and exercise <laughs> therapy. He's an England University's Rugby League sports therapist and also doctorate student in neck injury management of rugby Yeah, players. he's done
4: some really good work on neck injuries. Yeah, very, too. very good. Yeah, okay.
0: So when I realised that uh, David Jackson's began the show, I was like, right let's get my rugby man keith with me so we're both going to be um listening Excellent. and asking questions to jacko next wednesday okay don't be hanging around tuesdays you'll be staring at a blank screen so wednesday august the 9th on the sports therapy association youtube channel right thank you danielle tim anna maria cassie mark thank very you. much for giving up your time
4: bye thank yeah. you All right.
0: take care you're listening to the sports therapy association podcast Putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy.